let's start. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Gab with Gwen. It's Sunday, January. No, it's not Sunday. It's Monday. It's Mon MLK Day, girl. I know. I'm such a terrible person. Shame on you. I know. I know. Okay, look. Happy birthday, Martin Luther King. It's your birthday to you. Okay, yes. Happy that's, birthday to you. See, that's Stevie Wonder. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the version you're supposed to sing. Yes, I know. It's right. Yeah. So it's happy birthday, Stevie Wonder. And MLK. MLK. Guys, that's to be wonder. MLK, <laughs> MLK, and you know, in it's been a long day. It's been a long day, but in but we're up and running now. We are. I think you owe me an introduction, though. We do. Well, okay, so welcome to Gab with Gwen. <laughs> uh, I'm Gwen, just Gwen, and this is my home girl Slim. Hey, who's coming for episode one? Yes, straight out of I'm New popping York City. the cherry. You are popping the cherry, <laughs> and we're here to talk about something we've been wanting to do this for a long time. Like we've been talking about this for a super long yeah. time, um, but it's a new year. Um, yes, new me, new year, right? Yes. That's what we're doing for 2018. That's what we're doing. 2018, all about me, all about me, Maya featuring Tisco. Yes. Okay. 1998. Okay. Oh my gosh, 20 years. Yes, featuring me, uh, featuring Cisco about me. 20 years later, now it's all about me. Yes. Uh, Maya set us up, and so we're going. I already know the title of this this episode <laughs> because we discussed this, and it's called "Still Living Single." Emphasis on the still. Oh my god. <laughs> In a 90s time of world, I'm glad I got my girl. Yes. It's 20 years later, but who's counting? Okay. So. Our eggs are. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, you know, forget about our eggs. They're still, you know, chugging along. And my eggs look as young as I look. True, Woo! true, true, true. So black don't crack, eggs don't crack. Mm. Okay. <laughs> eggs don't crack. So. Let's start. We haven't we haven't actually we've hung out in the last couple of weeks, but we haven't hung out in a long time. Right. So this is also like a catch up. Yeah. Too, right. It had to be a, what a year and a half. You would say. Probably yeah, because there was a lot of drama going on. Okay. So we did catch up New Year's Eve, <laughs> and it was your idea. No, no, no. Actually, we caught up before that. Yeah, we, we had a dinner. Before. We did have dinner, and I introduced the idea. You did introduce the idea, and then the idea expanded to other people, and here we are. So. I think we both have a similar New Year's resolution, which is to get out there. Yeah. Put ourselves more. out there. Yes. You know, yeah. you're not going to find a man in your living room. No. Just giving dating a priority, I would say, Correct. this year. Correct. Absolutely. So with that, in the spirit of beginning the New Year right. And having a dream today. Oh, God. <laughs> then we went to a, we'll, we'll just say, it's not sponsored, but we'll say it, a match.com. Singles mingle. Yes. A New Year's singles mingle. Yes. Yes. And now keep in mind, we're in New York, New York City, and it was freezing. And the cards are stacked against us already. Yeah. It was freezing. Okay. So it ended up being four of us who went, um, and it was downtown. It was by like the Wall, Wall Street, Street Center. Yeah. yeah. Wall Street Center. And, um, Oh, let's just be honest. At the end, I was like jogging my feet because I was like, it's so cold. Who is going to be there? Who is going to really take their behinds at their house in this freezing weather to go to this party? I was like, if you're really my match, you want to stay home. No, no, okay? no. But my cheap ass, because everybody knows Slim is a little cheap, believes that if you spend $53, mm -hmm. you're going to... Use the ticket. You're not going to let it go to waste. That is my mentality. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. And you felt that way, and so did our other two friends. 
So Gwen was like, okay, talking about myself in third person. But yes, I was like, all right, I, you know, I got to do this. Plus, actually, real is the real talk. I had to because I had bought someone else's ticket. It was in my name. So oh, she could never right. get it right. without me. So just, I could not flake on this because I had to. But I was, you know, dragging my feet. I wanted to wear Converse, okay? Oh, sparkly I wanted ones, to though. wear true, Sparkly Converse, like Serena. Oh, no, she didn't wear Converse, actually, but whatever. That's the thing. And I decided, okay, let me not do that and let me be like an adult. It's my own chagrin, okay? So we go. It was fine. You know, we're like, okay, we're going to see, you know, give it a chance, you know what happens. I'm going to say my first memory of the night. <laughs> my first memory of the evening is us walking down um, a narrow street, mind you. Yeah, a narrow street. And cars beeping, like, a lot. Get now, out the way! Yes. And it was like, we went a little late. So we went maybe after 10. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, yeah, what is that? And as we're walking to the entrance of the venue, um, there was an accessory. <laughs> okay? With a, a, a young gentleman being wheeled out of it, going into our same destination. But that's a dedication to love. Like, okay. if his... Impaired ass. Damn. <laughs> wow. He was well, you know, can if he can get out and find a little love on the coldest night of the year, why can't we? Okay. So number one, I love the challenge peoples. Okay. <laughs> so, and I believe they should have love too. Right. Um, however, it was just the irony of me saying, you know, it has to be people who really, really, really Want someone really, really dedicated to come out, and so, that was pure dedication, yo. Because accessoride is like okay, unreliable. Well, I guess the thing. question is: Is it dedication or desperation? desperation. Yeah. I'm being nice when I say dedication. Okay, okay. Well, we're not using our real name, so we don't have to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I still want to be, you know, with nice. Okay, civil. All right. So, yes. Um, but young girl. So yeah, desperation, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, dedication. And I was like, okay. So this is the first impression. And then I'll leave it for you from you can go from there. Okay. That was my first impression. And I'll, as far well as I'm concerned, my gut feeling was correct. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I guess we walked in mm-hmm. and the little cub was standing there. <laughs> Wait, by you didn't know he was a cub at the time. Let's Oh come okay. on. You can tell. You, you thought he was a cub? I thought he was younger than me. I thought he was early 30s really okay well that but then you're not that far off because he's Fair. 28 so you're not that far off yeah i, I, th- I thought he was like maybe 33 yeah that's not bad no. 33 is not bad no but when you go down to 27 it's 28 other, yeah yeah, yeah. but he was smart because he was waiting for the women at coat check i was good name is that what he did because you guys went in before us i was the yeah so he was there so then, and then I felt like he latched on because I think, I think people stay in groups. I think that's the problem. What I had with that event is that you, you got your little group or you got your little comfort zone and you didn't really get out of it or make an effort to get out of it. They should have had like some activities. Like if you have on a red button, you got to talk to somebody else with the red button, something like that. I don't want to talk to those people. So I was perfect. Because <laughs> I did not want to speak to any of those people. Because I didn't see anybody there. That n- not a n- man, okay? <laughs> not a one. Marry a one. Hell no. Did you? I th- I thought. May I thought you I did see a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did see a guy, but he knew he was cute. 
So he didn't have to. Yeah, he was, he was. Well, for, he for was that the bell of the ball. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, the bell yeah, of the ball. Sure. So he's feeling himself. Yeah. And then there was like a white guy with like a beard and a, like, I think if I could have. I didn't even see him. I think if, I think if the cup wasn't there, I would have had more interaction. The cup did latch on. Yes. Okay. The cup cocked blocked me. <laughs> the cup was trying to get, you know, listen, he paid his $53 That's too. That's true. Okay. He wanted his kiss. He sure did. And he did get his kiss, mind you. He did. He did. Because I was kind of like, oh, well, it's yeah. midnight. I was I'm like, going to turn to a pumpkin. Might as well get my kiss. I was like, okay, pumpkin. I'm not pumpkin. Okay, cubby. I see you. Yeah. You know, look at the cousin. Uh, I yeah. think my problem was the men were at the bar mm-hmm. and the women were on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, let's talk about the demographics. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Let's talk about that. I sound like, yeah, because I sound like I'm being like a bitch about it, but I'm not. Yeah. So I think first of all, we also have to disclose that we're in our 30s. Um, late. Slim is in her late 30s. I'm, I'm clinging mid. on to my 30s. <laughs> I'm mid, and. We, fine, but let's also say we're black and black don't crack, which is how there was actually a misunderstanding about the age with the cub. That's right. That's right. So the cub, okay, so initially when we walked in, what did you think the cub was ethnically? I I knew he wasn't white. Right. Maybe I couldn't tell, but I knew he wasn't white. Right. And he loved- when he took off his hat, I think I could like, yes. oh, there's a little wave yes. in there. Yes. The taking off the hat mm. helps. Yes. I think at first glance he looks like a Jewish guy. Right, right. Um after the hat, then you're like, Oh, okay, cousin. Yes. So mm-hmm. you know, that's it. So later in the evening we had been hanging out with him for a while because he yes. latched onto our group. Right. And, and I thought he was into your other friend. I thought he so was into I. Maria. So I and I was like, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He clanged on to that group and stayed, honey. He was like, I'm going to make this work. <laughs> okay? I'm going to make it work. If it's not with the dark skin one, the light skin one. I'm going to make it work. So, look. He was, listen, he paid him $53. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah. So, listen. I thought he was a nice guy. You know, honestly, I thought he was a gentleman. Yes, I thought he, he was, was very nice. Sweet, well-mannered. He, he wasn't was very concerned like about us staying hydrated the whole night. Yes. He was, um... He wasn't pushier and aggressive. He wasn't, he didn't have a creepy vibe like no, the majority of the men sweet. there. Very, very sweet. sweet. So that is the thing too, right? So when I think of events like this, which is why also me being reluctant and also because of the weather, I'm like, okay, it's going to be like the roaches who go there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because everybody else is going to be home in the comfort of And it was the roaches. Okay. It, it was. Mm, but what does that say about us? True, but I really didn't want to go. But true, <laughs> and and and, you know, and there were also women. Do you remember? Like women in a red dress. She was like nice, and she's like clearly we were just here to dance. Yeah, she was here with her brother. Yeah, well, I think I think that was her. Her brother was actually very nice. He bought me a drink. Right, we talked a little bit. He was cool. Well, okay, the cub. The cub did mention that the cold kept a lot of people away. Okay. Because he went up to, I guess, the party organizers, and a lot of people didn't show up. Yeah, yeah. So the cold didn't work in our favor. No. That's yes. true, but right. the but the age range mm. that was quite off putting. It was, and he said it from the beginning. He was like, "Well, first, actually, do you remember he said that there were more men than women?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, right, I remember. Him and then that. he was like, "Oh, maybe it's just a generation gap that I can't see them." I was like, <laughs> "Damn!" I was like, "That's cold." Um, but it's true, there was a generation yeah. gap. Um, and for me, I think the advertised age range was like twenties to forties. Yeah. 
But that real race range? No, no, like no. 40s to 60s? The, I, think, I think Match is like turning to an older demographic. I think that party was better suited for 40 to 50s. 50. Yeah, yeah. 40, 50s. Yeah. I, I know, I think for February, if we do a singles mingle, don't roll your eyes at me. Because I did meet a guy. At, uh, we were in the Dance City, girl. That was that was sponsored by Match. We need to go buy a, a different Oh, a different sponsor. thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway... So the you know at the end of the day we had a good time. It was uh, funny. It was it was it was definitely a funny experience, memorable. Yeah. You know, girls' night out. You know, talk to random people. I do think the cop was a nice guy. And don't forget the David Allen Greer. Oh God, why do we have to talk about <laughs> David Allen Greer? Uh, who I really can't remember his real name at all because we lived. I was like you or our other friend who just coined him Dave Allegra. It was me, legit, of course. Legit, and he <laughs> legit looked like Dave Allegra, and he knew it because he was kind of pissed. <laughs> oh, I think his name was Reynolds. Okay, first of all, let's not use people's governments. Um, but I don't know what his name was. I, I actually don't remember what his name was. Although he did give me his ID at one point. Um, I know he lives in Chelsea. That's all. Yes, I remember that. I too. remember that. Um, and then he did invite us. To Back to his, do some coke at his place. He didn't invite us to do coke. Well, he invited the cup in the bathroom to do coke, so he I would imagine the there would be coke, coke at his townhouse in Chelsea. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Can I just tell you, though, mm-hmm. when I was leaving, there was a cute little Egyptian boy who said he was trying to get my eye the whole night. Oh! But... Was he, he was, going, was he going to the coke house? He was trying to figure out somewhere to go. Okay. But he was 25. Because I asked his age, and he's like, well, if you're already asking, then I know it's not going to work. And and, uh, he's like, yeah, but I like older women, women who are like 30. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) listen, okay, we got to, you know, we're going to come back to this, but I think we're going to need to actually insert today. We'll talk later about like age and dating. Okay. Um, So that was New Year's Eve. I think. So let's fast forward past okay. that. It was an interesting night. We made the most of it. We, we had a good time. We had fun. We had a good time. We have a story. We definitely had stories. And um, that was that. So fast forward next day, you left. But me and other two girls hung out still downtown the next day. And we were talking about the night before. And then I think it was, honest, it was mostly me pressuring you to go out with the cup. Okay. <laughs> It would yes. be because he seemed like a nice guy, and I just felt bad, you know. And I don't know why, because we're also nice girls. So why am I feeling bad? Because we're single and we're nice. But I just felt like, oh, look, he's like, you know, twenty seven. Oh. He should be. Yeah. That's what I felt. I really did. I was like, give him a little chance. Let him try to climb an adult tree. Whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Listen. Okay. So, um, all the, we we did convince you to yes. give the cup a chance. Yes. Tell us about the cup, girl. Well, it's interesting because at that party, a woman said we made a cute couple, and I told uh-huh. her that he was too young, and she said that's all right. You can train him. Mm-hmm. But so me and the cup, I guess last weekend mm-hmm. we went for a coffee date. Yes. Okay. So we had a nice little coffee date at a little spot on Lexington, like a little hole in the wall. It's mm-hmm. like a little grungy cafe. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And he's very polite. Mm-hmm. But we started talking politics. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be open, you know, New Year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't believe, okay, he was, he started listening to Republican commentators mm-hmm. and he realized he wasn't pro-choice. Mm. Which I'm not, I don't have a problem with. Okay, you're not pro-choice. That's fine. But then, he doesn't have a uterus, but okay. Mm. But then he said something like, 
insurance shouldn't cover birth control. They should teach people how to use condoms. Really? Yeah. Now, that's interesting you say that because I never him. I feel like he made a comment about not dating a lot or something. Mm-hmm. We talked about it the next day. You weren't there. Um, I don't know if we were talking about, does he like older women? And then he was saying that, you know, well, when someone's like 32, they really want a baby. We're like, okay. And then he's like, I haven't had, I felt like he didn't have a lot of dating. No, experience. I don't think he had a lot of dating. Experience. Yeah. Okay. And I think we also should insert here that he was half black, half white. So his mom is yeah, definitely islands heritage, and his dad is. And remember, yeah. I thought he had mother issues. I knew he did too, but I didn't say it. <laughs> I knew that from the first. Yeah, night, I, actually. I felt like a little. You know that text message I sent you. I thought yeah. there was like a little bitterness to his mother. There was bitterness the first night we talked to him. Actually. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, go back. Go back to politics. So I, I thought that was a little. That's I was taken aback. He's a little old to be just figuring that out, but. Okay. Well, he just said he started listening to, and I'm okay. It's. It's cool if you're pro-choice, mm-hmm. I mean, or pro-life or whatever, mm-hmm. but he thought it was fine that insurance companies cover Viagra, oh, really? but not birth control. Misogynist. So that kind of raised a red flag to me. And so I asked him about guns, mm-hmm. and he said, the first thing he said was, he said, after, okay, we have a mass shooting, the first thing people want to do is take away our guns. And I said, like, that's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, the NRA wants... Because they have more guns. Yeah, yeah, they have more guns. So I'm like, what are you listening to? Mm -hmm. Like, where are you getting your news from? Mm -hmm. So I was a little taken aback that he Mm -hmm. could be influenced that way. Mm -hmm. And that he didn't have, like, a maybe listening to a broader spectrum of points Mm -hmm. of view. Right. So. So how to end? Well, there, uh, well, I had to, there was not a public bathroom at this coffee house. Mm -hmm. So I went to Bloomingdale's, Mm -hmm. or Bloomies, as I like to call it. Mm -hmm. And. We went to the bathroom there, and he walked through the shoe department with me because, of course, <laughs> I love shoes. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was nice that he was patient enough to go shoe shopping with sweet. me. Yeah, very sweet. You know, truth be told, I think he is the kind of guy who could be molded a bit if you were so inclined. But if you were do so you inclined, do you want to mold? I guess that's the question. Like, do you want to mold? Maybe molding is better because some because these fully formed pieces of shit we I encounter shit. Maybe I should mold some of them. I don't know. I'm not really into molding, but I don't know. I, something about him I thought was very sweet. Yes. And so I do think he's inexperienced and can be, especially if he's just l- listening to radio now and just coming to this. Yeah. To me, it's a little 10 years too late to just be forming these ideas. I think yeah. that's something by the time if you're, you, your conscious becomes awake kind of when you're in high school, late in high school, in college, those are kind of like the formative years where right. you really start to get your beliefs. So for him to be in his late twenties and just start to think that that's a little, just to um, form them. Yeah. I yeah. think that's interesting. So maybe he's a little wet behind the ears and could be, you know, influenced. Right. You know, but I feel like at 28, you, okay. You have a lot more growing to do. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to mold into what somebody wants you to be? Or do you want to be molded into what you want to be? Well, he doesn't know clearly if he's still figuring this out. I I don't feel any differently now than I did at 28 about abortion or birth control or anything like that, or than I did when I was 17. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I, I just don't. So um, I don't know. So Very interesting. By, by so so are you still in contact? Or no, like, no. Okay. I kind of just let it. I'm okay. too old for him. Like, yeah, it's ten year age gap. I don't think you're too old for him, but I just think there wasn't a spark there that warranted it going forward. But I just, I just feel when somebody's 28, like they should be traveling, mm-hmm. 
reading, just you do those things. Yeah, life experiences, and then you know, not settling down with somebody in their thirties who's ready to have a baby. But okay, there are tons of people who get married in their late twenties. Pretty normal, twenty right. thirty. So he could be twenty eight and want to get married in two years, and that's totally fine for you. That's true, but I, like, is he doing it for you or for himself? For himself, like, so many people do that. It's so common. He's not like eighteen. I don't. I don't. So personally, I don't feel like I would date someone who's twenty eight. Um, some people, you know, tons of people are married. So half of my friends are not married, like when they're thirty. And obviously, they've been dating the people from before that. Yeah. So, but see, they grew fine. together, though. Yeah. I just, did. I just think between when I was twenty eight to being thirty eight, I, right. I have changed yes. a lot. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. But if someone has some young sperm and he's ready to get married, I'm not mad. Listen, if your little racers come to my little OA. You have a better chance than somebody my age. Let's keep it 100. People think that sperm don't get old. Those little sperm have little canes, too. I, so, no, I agree. Okay. I agree. But so his little speed racer, Olympian sperm, wants yeah. to hang out with my little dusty eggs. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there. Another duster to those eggs. Because <laughs> he's young. So anyway, um, okay, well, all's well that ends well. Yes. We did take our first step towards. Yes, we did our new year's kind of resolution towards putting ourselves out there, getting out there. And, you know, you have a little cub experience. Right. And, you know, here we are. But I just think like the cub thing, if you're looking to hook up and have really hot young sex, the cub is great for that. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for maybe settling down, maybe you need somebody close in your age range. Do you think you would have gotten married at 28 or settled down at 28? If if the if I met somebody, yeah. I would have too. Yeah, I would have too. So like, who's to say that couldn't be you? Like, yeah. it's the age. Like, do we, you know, do we get so caught up? Like, do you feel like this old lady? Like, I don't feel no, like that. No, but at twenty, but are you settling? Are you settling at thirty eight? Are you settling at thirty nine? Well, what if you really like the cub? See, I don't, I didn't, I know you didn't let the song, yeah. that's what I yeah. say. It really didn't, you didn't like him like that. So that's why yeah. I was, but if you met a cub who you like really liked and he was down, I don't think you should just dismiss it because of the age difference. Well, I don't know if you saw this movie called Nocturnal Animals. No. Well, it's a really good movie and the okay. villain in it, in real life, he's hot as hell and he's married. He's like 28 and his wife is like this director. Mm-hmm. She directed Fifty Shades of Grey mm-hmm. and she's like 42, mm-hmm. but they just have like, this connection, like mm-hmm. if it's a genuine connection on mm-hmm. all levels, yes. But if you're just kind of, if you're a little hesitant about it, then absolutely, no. I totally agree. So if no. you if you're hesitant, fine. But I feel like if I'm just saying, like to have an open mind, you know, because what right. I realized through that experience and even certain things that work, I think it's something that will continue to happen. Well, I think me... if you look younger, you just may encounter younger guys, right? You know, I mean, so. granted, it could be my own insecurity holding right. me back. That's fair enough. Because right. you are going to be looking over your shoulder. Oh, you know, I'm looking older, whatever. But I guess the question is, how young is too young for a cub? Mm, good question. How young is too young? But what, what are we doing? What are we? What's the what's objective? Well, it depends on it depends on what you want. If you're looking for a hookup, mm-hmm. then it doesn't really matter the right. age. Like they just need to be legal. Correct. But if you're looking for our, the white picket fence, then oh what is the age? I think 27, 28. Really? I think, because I think that is just the natural age where a lot of people start looking to settle down. So I think they can be in that mindset at that age. 
because there's no guarantee. And I know some personal experience that a guy who's 41, 42, 43 is actually has the right mindset to settle down. I completely know that. And so there are people who are a lot more mature at 28 than there are people at 41. They may be more financially, you would hope, more financially stable at 41. Right, um, right, right. But it doesn't mean that they're more mature. I know this, this is literally what I've been dealing with, yeah. you know? So I, you know, if, if I met a guy who was like really grounded and like an old soul for a young guy, I wouldn't care because you can have just some fuck bullshit, fuck boy bullshit. No, I, I agree. I agree. Cause I, I know people 36 who are still in party boy, yeah. boy mode. Yeah. Right. So I guess that's one way to look at it. Yeah. That's why I think, you know, there's 40 something year olds who are so, but I'm like, dude, so how long are you, you 42, 43. So you've never been married. You have no kids. You haven't been in a long-term relationship. You want to have kids when you're 50? Like, I'm trying to figure out what's your game plan here. Like, what are you but trying to do? But maybe the family life isn't for everybody. No, but it's the person who also says what yeah. happened. You know, I don't even want to talk about that. So, because, yeah, because we're getting a little too deep. So let's switch. Girl, uh, we are here to get deep. Girl. We'll, we'll, okay. Another, another episode. Uh, yeah, let's go to the next segment. Um, so just because that was actually sponsored by Match, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about online dating in general. Because okay. to... Get out there, um, you know, we're working women, people are busy. Yeah. It's um, a homework assignment. I know. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, hard. Who wants to go home and look at a computer for another hour I a know. day or your phone? I know. And the thing about you, my mom, so whenever I visit my parents, my mom and I watch ID all the time. Like ID, like what's the network? It's it's, an, it's basically a network that shows like snapped and all these things where people oh, kill their well. spouses. Okay? I get it. I get it though. And so my mom is like, don't, don't online date. These people are crazy. <laughs> don't do that. I'm like, uh, I was like, how else? I don't know else how to house meet right. someone. So um, my friend is always telling my coworker is always telling me, Oh, go to a bar, meet someone at church. I'm like, yo, bro. You know what I hear a lot? You should volunteer. I can see that. That makes more sense. To me, a bar, who goes to bars? Like, you know what we need to put on our homework assignment list? We need to volunteer maybe in the spring when the weather's nice. Okay. Fair. Cause like if we're doing all these different events, yeah. Like the singles mingle. Yeah. Okay. We'll volunteer. Fair, fair. That makes more sense. But bars to me is like, people don't like hang out in bars. Like it's usually like. That's not true. If, I feel, if men watch sports, they watch it in a bar. Oh, like a sports bar? Yeah. But I think I'm being a phony. I don't even watch sports. I'm not going to know what's going on. I don't want to be there. <laughs> like I'm just well, you are going to be here alone then. Well, touche. <laughs> I'm going to volunteer. I, you know, I'm just like, oh God, why are you like subjugating me to this? But um, the only thing I don't like when people are like, well, you should go volunteer. I'm like, where's the time? But volunteering, I think, I believe that's like actually a personal aspiration of mine. So yeah. I think that's fine. Okay. Um, but like, oh, let me sing in a bar like an alcoholic. I'm not going to do that. This is not me. I'm just like, you know, because I feel like bars, besides the sports thing, usually it's like work events. Like everyone's like, okay, we're going to go to this bar for a particular event. It's not like cheers or people are like, Oh, let's go to a pub. after like, it's 1982. People don't do that. People don't do that. But you know what? I think up in Harlem at their 
I can't think of the museum. They have like a Friday block party that would probably be that's different. But it's not a bar. It's not like a pub, you know, you know, where people go in there and the local drunk like stumbles right, in every right, day after right, work. Right. What the hell is that? Okay, but okay, but at least we have a list of things to do this year. Fair, like, fair. We're we're brainstorming. We are brainstorming. But I I was back to online dating. I think it is a necessary evil. I think yes, just the that's way, the best way to describe it. I think just the way people interact with social media like you know everything is online you know people like text them all day like this is how people interact so it's remiss to you know this is not 1994 when the internet was just becoming something i mean like it is a match with taboo yeah you know it's like ubiquitous like everyone uses the internet or whatever so it's just a natural thing now the problem i have with online dating is that it is almost like playing Pokemon on your phone. Like it's a game. Okay. Like well, people don't list, take it. List seriously the apps at all. that you're on and I'll tell mine. Um okay true because people don't know. Oh I feel weird because I don't want people trying to find my profile. Okay. But right. um yeah. Just one. Let's do Coffee Meets Bagel. Mm. Which is like a better one. Right, right. Um because that one is not a swiping one. That's where they give you the suggestions each day. Like they they, they have like an algorithm and they give you like five matches a day. Um, and then based on whatever, you know, you can do that one is a little better. You know, there are other ones, you know, when it becomes like the swipe left, swipe right shit. Tinder, yeah. Um, that's when, that's not the only time, but it's like a lot of times it's just a game. It's like Pokemon on your phone or not. You're just playing, play. half of them are already in relationships, just looking for something, you know, something to do. Some of them just want to have a pen pal, the thrill of just looking at pictures, blah, blah, blah. Um, then there's like, I've noticed online a lot of polyamorous people, like, I'm oh, yeah, 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 yeah. what I'm like, is that? I'm like, bro, I like, nah, wait, what is that though? What is polyamorous? Like, you're you love everybody, you're, an, you're, in a, why can't they just call it an open relationship? Why do they gotta use? polyamorous because people are fancy now okay they're bougie girl okay they bougie yeah now. bougie with and herpes and they're hipsters amongst other things oh that's the problem it's a hipster word is yeah you know so they're polyamorous and they're like oh you know i'm in a you know relationship not looking for anything serious i'm like bro why are you here um and but see that's the problem i have with men mm-hmm. is that they think they're so good that they can have a polyamorous relationship. Like they don't have, they can have an open relationship. But I was, but didn't the woman agree? But see, that's the problem. That's the problem. There's two sides to every story. She agreed. But I think they're, I think they're agreeing because they think, oh well, if I just, you know, go along with his polyamorous ways, he'll grow out of it and he'll settle down and eventually he'll propose and we'll. Have a big house with kids. You think they think that? I think they think that. I think that's why these women agree with this cuckoo-ness. I don't think they're really into it. Well, you don't think the women have their own side pieces? I don't th- I, I don't think most of these women are into open relationships and all that stuff. I think at the end of the day, most women want the White House and the four kids. Or two four. Kids. Two kids. 2.5. Um... I don't, I don't know. I can't speak on it. I'm assuming I'm going to take it as if you're two consenting adults, that's what you decided to do. That's very cool. And I guess you have a right to be on here, but I wish so many of you would not be online. And I wish y'all would take your polyamory to the damn bar. Okay. Yeah. So that I could be on the app meeting single people. They should make an app for polyamorous only. For real. For real. Maybe should. we should work on that. I guess, but maybe they feel like, maybe they like the lure of like, Ooh, this is a single person and I'm trying to like lure them in. You know what I mean? You never well, know. probably because a lot of those polyamorous people don't look that good. <laughs> I don't 
know. It's true. I, I mean, well, look. If there's all these swinger parties and, you know, sex parties, why can't they find somebody to But it might not with? be swingers. It could just be that you're, you have an extra partner. To, no, honestly... I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because truth be told, if you're polyamorous, that's cool, but please stay off my profile. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I'm asking. And, you know, it's like, please, you know. So actually, so the other day, a guy um, likes me on one of the apps. Right, right. And I saw, and he looked cute. And, it, and it's something I just was about to like him, but I noticed that he was bisexual. Ooh. So what are your thoughts on that? It's weird because men don't mind bisexual right, women, right. but I don't think I could be with a bisexual man. Not trying to discriminate. Yeah. Not no, trying to do that. But I, I just, how do you compete? So this is my thing where, and we, we, we talked about it before we started recording, um, insecure. And there's an episode, you didn't see this, but I'm doing right. this episode because this conversation has come up with other people and people were surprised with my answer. So in an insecure early episode, Molly, who's a lawyer, mm-hmm. um, she's saying this mechanic guy who was very sweet, very nice, but Molly wants a, like a more white collar guy. Right. And so at one scene, I feel like he's giving her oral sex or something. And I think she enjoyed it, but somehow the conversation comes up and it's like, have you been with a man before? And he's like, yeah, once in college, but you know, I didn't like it. And it like bothered her so much. He's like, you know, I just did it. And I know it's definitely not my thing. And I don't think they had sex. I think maybe the guy gave him a blowjob. Right, right. And so she was so upset about that. She's like, could not see him anymore because she couldn't get out of her mind. So I, I think I asked my sister, one of my sisters, and I asked like my cousin, and everyone's like, no, 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 no. I said, but I said, truth in that particular situation, I would continue to date him. Because I said, you know why? I feel like, in 20, it was 2017, but in 2018, if we keep it 100, a lot of these guys have experimented, right. but they don't want to admit it. Well, So the fact is, so that's not bisexual, it's a different thing, but it's someone who's actually openly no, but told didn't, me didn't that. Didn't Freud say that it comes a certain point during pu- puberty that you kind of question your sexuality? Like, I, I think, I think so. So that's why uh, maybe some kids... Right. might experiment. Right. I mean, and there's also, yeah. there's supposed to be like a spectrum of, right. A, a, I forget right. what starts with the case, some kind of scale of, of, of sexuality and right. people are not a hundred percent straight, you know, there's sort of, right. Right. So in that particular instance where he openly said it and it was like one time I would take him because you know what, at least keeping it real as opposed to a lot of dudes who are like, you're just my homie yeah. you know and you don't even know what's going on. What do you call that? Um, DL. Yeah. Keep you it know, low. and a lot of guys, do that, you yeah. know, because society does not make it equal, right? So there is more of a stigma for a man to have well, relations with well, a man. A lot of people question their sexuality. Right. There's no doubt about right. it. Right. Right. So if some kid, you know, he's drunk at a frat party and they right. make out, okay. Right. It happens. Right. Right. So to me, yeah. that was fine in that particular situation. Right. So now, I so back to the actual thing where the guy said bisexual. So my question would be like, okay, so how bisexual are you? <laughs> like, how bi- like, what does that mean? Are you like, how bisexual? Yeah, like, seriously, I need to know, like, is it like 80-20? Is it 90-10? Is it 50-50? What does that mean? Probably no. I didn't end up liking him because I just felt like, uh, it was just a lot for me right now. And... I'm not sh- I don't think I can really rock yeah. with it. Most straight men are so insecure about their masculinity anyway, they mm-hmm. would never admit that they're bisexual. Correct. Or Correct. Bisexual Correct. Right. Correct. So obviously. Yeah. So for a guy to put it out there. In his profile. Yes. Like he's probably like 
60-40. Right. 50-50, 60-40, yeah, yeah. something like that. Absolutely. So I did not end up liking him, so obviously I did it. I wish I were more open where I could go there, but I can't. But if a guy's bisexual, mm-hmm. do you have to be open to an open relationship? I don't think so. Well, I just don't see how he can satisfy his needs if he's like a firm bisexual. I, but I think that's when we take sexuality to be okay. It's the word sexuality, hasn't it? But we get to actual sexual base. Like you know, if we're talking about relationships. Everyone makes sacrifices in relationships. Mon- you know, monogamy is not fun. People do want to have a thrill. You know, right. have the same old dick for twenty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, you, you may want a little young cub to spice it up, right? So everyone has to make some type of sacrifice if you really want to be in a monogamous relationship. And you want to, if you love someone and you're going to be there for him. But that's a big sacrifice to make. We're not talking about quitting smoking. We're talking about you. Yeah, but you're like, um, like giving up half of your identity. Denying. Okay, you're right. I I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I don't think that they are. I don't think they're together. I don't think that open relationship and bisexuality are together. I do think that. I think especially with women, again, it comes down to the gender thing. I think they're bisexual women. Like if they were with a woman only, like a woman, they would be like, okay, I'm going to give up men because I'm dating you. You know, I think women can make that boundary for a relationship because they understand. And this is me generalizing. And I know people are like, there's a lot of cheating ass women. You're right. (laughs) Okay. But I feel like women are more um, willing to sacrifice. Right. Um, where men, as we see with the whole hashtag me too, even, okay, I shouldn't, okay. I, that was problematic what I just did. Cause I actually just correlated that to uh, sexual predator behavior, which is not true. So, but I'm just saying that men societally get a pass for not being able to control their urges. So that's why we're questioning. I don't see it as that. urges though. I see like, if you're bisexual, why would you give up? Your preferences. Because you're in a relationship with somebody. If you want to be monogamous. Yeah, but I think if you're in a relationship, shouldn't that person understand that you have those preferences? And I understand. Open to it? I understand. Listen. Okay. If you know me, I love a tall man who's like, you know, so every time. So, okay. So say I ended up, <laughs> say I ended up being with a short guy for some reason. And then, so what he's going to be like. Well, you know, you could be open if you really need a tall dude on the side. Like, no, because we have become dedicated yeah. to each other. So it really, your sexuality, you wouldn't have to, you know, your desire, because it's just a desire, right? You might desire men and women, okay. but you're in a relationship with someone. You know, if you're in a committed relationship, you need to be in that commitment. Now, if you're unable to make the commitment because you need to explore, you know, both sides, you know, both genders or whatever, I think that's different. But I think if you're saying that you're committed to someone and you're making that contract and that commitment, you should honor it. And it doesn't matter what your dick feels like, but that's the problem straight men have too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that's the problem straight men. just men I, in general Okay. Have. But if the, let's say the bisexual guy really, really falls head over heels mm-hmm. into this, for this woman, mm-hmm. he could probably put aside his urges. But mm-hmm. if you're just kind of ho-hum about somebody, right. what's the point? Absolutely. That's just, that's just general. Yeah. That's just general. Right. That's just any situation. If you're yeah. home, what's the point? Yeah. Right. So, but either way, I'm not woke enough to do it. I well, was like, you, you need to have a bisexual male on your podcast. True. Openly bisexual. Yeah. Man. I don't know if I know. Anything but I just feel like openly bisexual men automatically just fall into the gay category. <laughs> I think a lot of straight women feel that way, but yeah. they may not feel that way. 
because if they're also dealing, if they're still sleeping with women, where you can't negate that they're sleeping with women. Right, right. Right, you can't deny right. that. So, um, that's Yeah, that. but for men, it's either or. It's just cult, our culture. Yeah, culturally. Yeah. yeah, societally, we yeah. do kind of just say that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if he's doing both, that's fine. But again, I was not... Um, progressive enough. I was like, eh, yeah, this look a lot of work. X, um, swipe left. I you know what? It. I got a message from a guy who is polyamorous, and he mm-hmm. said I look like a young Sigourney Weaver, which is odd because I'm black. You can be another race and resemble someone. That is true. You don't have to be the same race to resemble. Some people can look like. Yes, you can. Do you think I look like Sigourney Weaver? No. Okay. Okay. But I was just making the point that. Okay. So no, that was not true. But, um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Sigourney right. Weaver, but I don't right. look think I look like I'm fighting aliens or oh my God. Okay. running away from the Marshmallow Man and Ghostbusters. You know, okay. You're you totally put the right. emphasis on ya. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Um, so speaking, actually, no, we're kind of switch gears, but kind of oddly related. And so we had a conversation offline mm. about... <laughs> I wish you had these mics working in the car, honestly. I know about sperm donation. Yes. Okay. Let's 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 give some. We're ladies of a certain age. Okay. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. People are talking about sperm banks, surrogates. Yes. So I guess what was the question? If we found a good man mm-hmm. and he already donated sperm to a sperm bank, would we be hesitant? about starting our own family with him. That's like wild. Even though it's not wild because it's a reality of today. Yeah. You know, the truth is, I just like New Year's Eve, (laughs) I question the motivation of a man who donates to his birthday. How much money do they get for donating? I have no idea. I have no idea. And all those banks are not connected, by the way. So if you had some wanderer, he could be you know, jizzing all over the damn country. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. Like, so I, again, I'm, again, I I recognize my own flaw right here that I should be more open to it. I, I, I don't know. Somebody wants to give progeny to the world. I don't know what it is. It, it, It just makes me question. How do you get to that point? I'm going to keep it real. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not trying to be PC. I think it's, why would you, Put a childless father in the world. Now, I know I probably a lot, upset a lot of people just blurting that out. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> couldn't help it. We're being real. We are being real. Keep it real. I don't know. I know. But you don't know who your sperm is going to. Well, they don't. First of all, do you think guys give a shit about sperm? Guys are just trying to get off. No, but then that that's kind of mindless, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be mindless? I, I like... All I say, you know, I'm not going to, I would have a lot of questions. That's what I would do. I would have a lot of questions. What drew you to do that? How old were you? Did it like, were you a broke college student? You needed some money. Right. Right. I need to, I need a lot more context. How many times did you do it? Were you doing this like every fucking week? Like what? I need to know a lot before I can actually answer that question because I can only say no. But if, if, if there's more context, like, oh, you know, my family is all women and I'm the only one to be able to carry on my genes and I never thought I would get married. I don't, I don't know. I'm Wait, just making what are you up. carrying? You're just passing your sperm. You're not passing your legacy. True. Um, girl, I don't know. I just don't know the logic behind. I don't it, understand. The but okay. Let's flip it though. 
I remember when I was in college, there were a lot, they were used to have all these little advertisements for egg donation, like at the college, because you know, you're mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. you're a young age, right? right? And I remember at the time being like, damn, that's a lot of money. Right. Um, and, you know, and for a woman, it's hard, much harder. It's a much more extensive process to right. do that, right? So would a man be, if he judged a woman for donating her egg, would that be wrong? Her eggs, would that be wrong? Um, that's I don't, true. I, I, that's true. Because I feel like when a woman donates her egg, it's like this big donation. When a man donates his sperm, you make it sound like he's just like coming all over the place. Well, because it's, 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 it's a much more extensive process for a woman to do it than for a man. Just like with everything in life. I don't know. I, I just feel like if I donated an egg, I'd be wondering about that child. I know I would too. But it's, I think it's like you're helping, you know, it's like adoption, right? You know, you're helping another family right, right. who couldn't, you know, couldn't, who didn't conceive. You're doing like a service. So I can see it being a positive thing. You know, the one thing, the only thing is that they can't, I mean, I think their limitations, they're not going to be able to extract, like, I don't know how many eggs they're going to really extract, how many of the eggs are really going to take, you know, and also it's like a painful hormone process. So I don't know how many a woman is really going to give away. Like, I don't right. think a it's woman's a, going it's to, a big process. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if a woman's going to have, you know, 50 kids, you know, in the world. Highly unlikely. However, the jizz can give you, like, how many kids. Yeah. Um, I just would be, it's, that's a great question. I, I would need to ask more context. Like, you know, and first of all, like, yeah, you're just presuming the man even tells you. Like, that would be, at least he was honest enough to tell me, because I bet you most of the guys don't tell anyone. Do you think it might be narcissism that these guys want to spread around their sperm so much? A little bit, yes. Yeah. yeah. I do. I'm judging, yeah. but I, yeah. I, I, I do. Like, well, because I just don't know how the topic even comes up. I, I just don't know. And then for you to go through, I mean, I guess it's simple. I mean, I, I hope they do genetic testing, you know, and, and I don't know. Part of me is like when you're, if they're in a sperm bag and they have all the stuff about, you know, their education also. I'm like, how do you know it's even true? How do you know people aren't lying? I, you know, how do you know there's, you know, they're not like a homeless guy pretending? Yeah, but, you know, if these know. guys are such great profiles, mm-hmm. wouldn't they have women? Maybe they do. But okay, the other thing is that sometimes I do know some gay men do it too because they don't know if they're going to end up being able to procreate at some yeah, point. Yeah, but are they giving, are they saving their, their sperm for their use later on to fertilize their own? No, just donations too. I don't know. I would need more context. This is, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a tough question. It is. But I, I don't think know. I'd be cool with it. Cause I, I would be like, what, what circumstance did you need to sell your sperm? Yeah. I need to, I mean, know, but maybe he didn't want to say, I don't know. Maybe I mean, if you're that desperate for money, you could just do porn and probably make a lot more. Okay, I don't think guys make a lot of money in porn, <laughs> and porn could ruin your whole life and your career. So if you mm-hmm. career going for yeah, man, yes. If, okay, if you're someone, your coworker, everyone's like, hey, look on my iPhone. Here's him, like you know, pumping some lady. That's weird. That's weird. No, that's weird. Um, at least if it's a sperm donation, it's like, oh, I'm helping families conceive. Like, would you totally date different. somebody who made pornos in college? No, 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 no. Offline, I will tell you a story, <laughs> but no, <laughs> I, I, I don't have to wait until I'm offline. A guy on on a website mm-hmm. told me he made porn. Mm-hmm. And he said he like professional professional porn in college to pay for medical school. Do you believe it? No, it's something because he sent me his picture, and I was like, this picture does not look like the profile yeah. picture. I think yeah. he was. I think he's just one of these 
cooked up all these wild stories. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing about Because I saw his, like, one day his profile, he's a meta, he's a doctor for Doctors Without Borders, and then he's head of a hedge fund. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, that bunch of, they just say anything. Yeah. Years ago, a guy had told me, like, oh, I'm a, his profile said he was a pilot. And then we started talking, and he's like, oh, I'm an escort. And I'm like, yo, what? An escort? I'm like, bruh, like. Like an escort escort? Escort. I was like, first of all, who's paying you? And, um. That would be an interesting experience. No, thank you. Why would I ever pay a man? You know what? I would I would pay the man to talk to me. That's what the girls always say. I don't even talk to them. I don't do anything. Like your girl. No, but I would legit like pay him to come here and talk to your microphones. Why? So we can get his point of view on being we an We can escort. get men for free. Oh. But not an escort. What? Oh, oh, you mean an escort yeah. just to. From the ah, escort, escort. Okay. True, true, true. Okay, if we ever well, get you know what the good what? conversation for us to have one day? What? Sugar daddy. Yes. Okay, we'll talk about that too. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that too. Right. Me down. and you do not fall in that category, but I know plenty of people at work who are looking for that daddy. Daddy. Okay, well we'll you know, we'll talk about that. Interesting concept, paying an escort to come here to talk to us about being an escort. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Girl, I got the lewd ideas. Very interesting. All right. Let's uh, change topic. Um, we're going to talk about Martin Luther King Day. Yes. I'm okay. Because that is today. And basically what it means to be a single black sister mm-hmm. in New York City. Mm. And I guess the, you showed me the video. You showed yes. me this little video about how the ratio of available black men to black women is mm-hmm. way off. So mm-hmm. I guess the question I got from that or arose from that is when do we need to start dating out of our race? Okay. So I'm going to give some context to the video we're referring to. It was a video on Al Jazeera English. Um, and I thought I had seen it circulating on Facebook earlier this year, but it's actually from two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like why black women or black American women aren't married. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they listed a plethora of topics that we already know. Black men are incarcerated. Um, black women are outperforming people in education and all these accolades and white yeah. men and black men outmarry 2.2 times more than black interracial women. Marriage? Inter- yeah, yeah. Inter- interracial marriage. So, so this is the thing. I know what was that movie back in there has Sanaa Lathan in it with a, a white guy. Which movie? Um, I don't remember the name. It had Sanaa Lathan. It was something where she was dating a white guy, and it was like a whole thing. Like, um, you know, we've talked about this, but it's so old. Where's the oh. Google? Damn it. Um, no clue. Sanaa Lathan, and she. There's guys like a contractor. Okay, here I am, just dragging this out. But anyway, the whole thing was you know, the taboo of dating outside your race. I didn't grow up with that me pressure. Neither, me neither. So, you know, when I see that, I'm like, okay, um, that's never been a pressure. And also like, you know, I grew up in a very diverse neighborhood. So I never really, you know, it was always like a possibility that I, you know, when should they, I think people, I think you should from from off jump. Like you're a teenager, you should you know as you're getting through life yeah. and exploring and you're meeting people. 
you know, I, you know, and I, you know, I guess it depends on people's experiences. Like I don't live in an all black world. Like when I'm at work, it's not like a ton of black people, right, right, you know, right. I'm not, I don't live in a predominantly black neighborhood. You know, when I'm around all black people, it's like when I'm with my family mm-hmm. and if it's like a group of friends or not, but it's not my world. So, you know, in America, you know, we're only 12% of the population. Right. So I think it's like, just be realistic about, you know, things, do you have similar experiences with someone? Can you relate to someone and do it? And by the way, when we're talking interracial, we're talking about white, like it's not only black, white, a black, white dichotomy, like date a Latino guy, date yeah. a Middle Eastern guy, you know, date an Indian guy, date a Filipino guy. Well, I remember seeing know? a study like black women and Asian men are the less, yeah. less likely to marry. So maybe yeah. they should have a singles mingle between those two. You know I'm about to blaze in love, Ooh, but um, hello kitty. You're <laughs> so stupid. Um, nah, I mean I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, something new. The movie was something new. Do you remember that? No. You do. I feel like yes, you do. It was 2006. That's why you can't remember. Here, I'm giving it to my phone. Um, yeah, no, I, I do. First of all, I, I do believe that. I think people should go out their, you know, out their comfort zone, and you'll start to see that at the end of the day, the problem is men. Okay, it's not race. You just have to find the right guy because a lot of times it's like men are problematic in general. So don't think that you know with a black man it's gonna be easier. It's like you just have to figure out the right guy who but do works you, for you. Do you think like white men? Latino men and Asian men want to date black women. That's a good question. That's, is That's it us mean. or is it, you know, these it pre- con- yeah, perceived conceived notions that we're going to bring a little bit too much flavor to the date? I know you're going to be too aggressive. Right. You're going to be too, too much sassy. attitude. Yeah. Um, you're right. I do think they're yeah. afraid of us. I do think they're afraid of us. And let general. me just know Gwen yeah. and yeah. Slim are probably the most bougie. I don't call myself bougie. Okay, I don't call myself bougie at all. I don't call myself bougie either. But on the on the spectrum of things, you know, uh, you know, I, I I feel like we're down to earth people. Mm-hmm. I think that we're people have eclectic interests, right? And, right. You know, I think we're citizens of the world, darling. That's okay. a good. Okay, that's, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I feel like. Um, Yes, I do think there is some hesitation on their side. And I, you know, and you know, the funny thing about it to me, though, people will last time say it's, it's still, I'm not attracted. No, 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 bro. The attraction part is not the problem. It is the perception of their families and their peers, right? Right. So you can probably hook up very easily with a black, I mean, it's a black, a white guy, a Middle Eastern guy, Asian guy, you know, low key, if he wants to Netflix and chill probably not a problem. But if you want to go out to dinner a and you want to be with relationship, yeah. you know, friends and that's where it's not like, mm, no, you know, because right. if you think about just society, especially American culture right now, black culture is mainstream culture. Pop right. culture is dictated by us. You love our music. You love our trends. You love everything that we do. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, but they is, don't love us. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. That's the problem, right? So it's like Kim Kardashian is, you know, has co-opted all of the... But it's a black black fetishism. It is, it is. It's it's black, it's consumerism of black culture. Right. um, Because blackness is coolness for for whatever reason. Because it's like, ooh, it's... You know, it's scary. Well, it's, it gives you character. Exotic. It gives you grit. Yes, it yeah. does. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's it's the consumption of black culture, the black experience. But you know, everybody wants to be black until it's time to be black. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to be black. I've noticed black. a lot of 
white chicks who would never turn an eye to a black guy because mm-hmm. of this whole, I can't, I'm not going to mention the K word because mm-hmm. I, I can't do it, mm-hmm. are into black guys all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. So it's, you know, because of this become more socially acceptable and whatever. If it has, you know, but it's like the consumption of black culture is there. You know, the black guy is the cool guy. He's the athlete. You know, you know, the funny thing to me is that like the NFL, all the people who hate the kneeling with mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. But you want to see a bunch of niggas run up and, run up and down throw a ball. So, I mean, yeah. you, you know, it's like you, you okay with us for entertainment, for consumption. I, I, think, I think they're okay with us as long as it's like that, like black Jim Crow kind of circus show. For like, consumption. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay if we look like fools or like playing into stereotypes. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't I don't get the Migos. Like I don't get the Migos. I don't get bad and bougie. I do not get it. But then but we, white people love it. But okay, no, but black people love it. Okay. It's not about white people loving it. Black people have to co-sign it first and then white people can love it. Because if black people don't say it's cool, then it doesn't get it has to get the cool black stamp first. Then it can become cool. Mm-hmm. It can't ever just be like white people said it was cool. Black people have to stamp it first. And then you get it. So we do have to look at our community first as to why is mumble rap a thing. But we can also say, <laughs> is it wait? Is it really called mumble? It's not rap? called mumble rap. I, but you better you better copyright that. Girl. Exactly. People, other people call I it mumble it. rap, but it's 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 um, also we have to realize it's generational. Right. This is not Biggie and Pop. You know who we grew up on is right, different. Right. So. That's fine. You know, trap is, you know, a thing. Fetty Wap, it's a thing. You know, it's a bop sometimes. I can bop to it, but it's definitely not on rotation on any of my Spotify playlists. Mm-hmm. So I recognize that. But, you know, I think getting back to where we were talking about originally, interracially, I think black women should just do it. Put your toe in the water. Don't make it a big deal. He's just a dude. Deal with him like any other dude. Now, have I, um, and we're getting a little deep, and I'm going to tread lightly on this. Because I don't, people always ask me the example and I don't ever want to give it. So, you know that I've been dealing with I'm just a white guy for mm-hmm. a number of years now. Too long. And on. Oh, too long, okay? A number of years. And I will say, and right now we're not, okay? So Sorry. we're off. And hopefully we stay off. Yeah, stay 2018. Off. New off. year, new year. Done. New year, okay, right? So there was a point where we had a conversation and I had to call him racist and people are like, what? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And it's hard for me to talk about it because people are going to get a bad impression of him. And I, and I do think it's our personal conversation. And I right, tried to right. tell him why I thought he th- what he was saying was racist. And he was like, no, you're delusional. And see, this is the problem. That's the problem where I understand where black women would have a hesitation. Cause my cousin says all the time where she feels like, she she's dated a white guy before and she's in her she's been in a long relationship with her boyfriend now who's black and she says some of the types of conversations she has with him and when she comes home she wants someone who can relate right and she feels like a white guy would not be able to right. which i think it depends on the person i believe that the particular white guy that i have been dating is very narcissistic mm-hmm. and so that is why he can do that now. He oh, he is Republican, but he did not vote for Trump. I'll give that much. Well, okay, let's just clarify: there are business Republicans, right? Fiscal conservative Republicans. Correct. We get that, right? We work at major companies too, yes. and then yes. there's just the Bible beating Republicans. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, and, and actually our conversation was not about politics. It wasn't even about politics where I was like, yo, that's fucking racist. And he's like, how could you say that? And I'm like, eh, that's why. And he just didn't get it. But I also think it's just because he's a narcissist. Um, and, you know, I guess white privilege, whatever not. But I do think there are white guys that if you talk to them and you bring them into your world, they will understand because they love you and they care about you and they want to understand. So that's why I think it should not be a hesitation to, you know, date a white guy like, oh, he won't understand this. Uh, first of all, every, guys are dumb. And so you have to teach them everything. But my it's, thing is like, I don't think it's the hesitation on our end. Mm-hmm. I think it's on theirs too. Right. Yes. Right. No, I, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree that it's more on their end. Right. Um, I do think it's more on their end. Yeah, I think it's on their end. Because I remember I went on a date mm-hmm. with this guy who was half black, half Asian. Mm-hmm. He looked black. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about, I guess, interracial dating. And he said he found, like, out of a out of white women and out of black women, he could find more white women attractive mm-hmm. than out of a group of black women. Mm-hmm. So I... It's, that could just be post-colonial mindset. Yeah. That that's just everyone. White is, you know, the White standard. Right, it's right. the standard of beauty everywhere around the world. Lighter skin, light mm-hmm. eyes, white features. That is just, if you're an Asian, you half Asian. Asian is, Asia has tons of skin lightening creams. Yeah. Everyone wants to do. Oh, they're fixing their they have eyelids. Yeah. They have eyelid surgery. There's so many, you know, each community of color struggles with colorism, struggles with, um, you know, like especially India, like they're this oh, huge, yeah. such a huge problem, you know, um, black community too. I mean, people talk about black people, but I actually feel like we're the only community who's very vocal about it at least. And we actually are open to the dialogue. So I don't knock my people because even though we have the issue, at least we talk about it. Yeah, other people, from the rug. Yeah, yeah. Other people like deny it. I'm like, bruh, like you guys have real issues with colorism, with, you know, um, anti-blackness in your communities, you know, Afro-Latinos, all this shit. Right. right. So, um, for him yeah, to say that, Latinos. yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a whole other conversation, yeah. but I, for him to say that, it's like, yeah, if you grew up in America today, you know, that's what you saw. The people you're going to see on TV are who are the standard of beauty are white yeah. and you're the black ones are ghetto. But I think we need to realize like black women are also coming up against that. Yes. That's true too. You know, it's, it's complicated. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it is complicated. So when people are just like, oh, black women don't out marry, you're absolutely right. It's not. Like, oh, we're just like black brothers only. Like, that's not, right. it, you know, it's more nuanced. And there are a lot of factors where, you know, other guys, you know, the other thing is this. You know, interesting thing too, though, is I think approach. So I think in black culture, and I'm going to say black, when I say black, I don't mean like African-American. I mean, just anything. You talk to African man, uh, uh, Afro-Latino man, Caribbean, a Caribbean, blah, blah, blah. A black man generally tends to be the one to approach you and he tends to holler at you. Okay. Let's, let's be honest. He tends to holler at you. You know, culturally, that is our culture. The, the, you know, they're going to shoot their shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, other cultures sometimes, I don't know if they don't do it within their own culture, but with us, they're hella shy. Right. Right. So like they're scared. They don't know. Da, da, da. So we are also accustomed to like, okay, if you want to holler, come holler. Right. And they're really kind of like nervous and they're not sure and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so the cues get crossed too because like, I don't know if they want us to come talk to them or do we, you know, and when we do it and then it's like a catch 22 because if you do it, then you're like, well, am I being this aggressive black woman? Approaching anybody, any way you do it is just awkward. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, but I think that's the good thing about online dating. You get over that awkward moment, right? You I don't, people do sometimes they don't. 
because it's like who sends the first message what yeah, is the message yeah, saying like when you meet up like you that's also if you can even mean, get it offline right. a lot of times it doesn't get offline it's just messaging and all this bullshit right you know so I think there's a cultural nuance there too where like Asian guys and white guys like because they're already unsure of like you know will a black woman like me and then they're kind of shined so they're doing it. and then the black one's like bruh I guess you're not into me because we are accustomed to right like I'm gonna holler at you. Like mm-hmm. they holler at us. That's just right. that's what they do. You know, which is not necessarily so the right are you approach. Telling white men and Asian men to step up. Yes, I am. <laughs> Absolutely, I am saying step up, grow some balls. Don't worry about what other people say. If you really like someone or you're interested in getting to know someone, then just do it. You know, at the end of the day, the people are not going to be in the bedroom with you and they're not going to, you know, be responsible for your happiness. Yeah. So you need to, you know, and a lot of times, especially with Asian culture, I know it's like your family does a big oh, yeah, problem. You know, sure. Huge thing, right? I get it. But, you know, the thing I've always said and my mother has always said to me since I was little and, and I totally believe this is that, look, um, if you get in with me, you're not marrying down. So I don't know what you're talking about. Like, right. check yourself. Like, what do you... What are you talking about? Like, you're not but marrying down. Maybe that's the problem. There's yeah. a perception if you are with a black woman, you right. are marrying down. Which is, in our case, I would mm-hmm. say that is definitely not the case. But there's the perception out there. Well, but then that's like you didn't even get to know me. Yeah. You know? But then my thing, and then why would you want to be with that person? Anyway? Exactly. So it's a good filter. Yeah. It is a filter yeah. too, you know, but I do think there are mismatches where there could be people who could be greatly compatible, but because of so many nuances and societal pressure and all this stuff, they don't do the right thing and, you know, you miss it. Yeah, but who wants to be with somebody who's held back by this sort true, of things? True, true, true. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So, you know, you know, all men need to step up and we're going to step up too. And put ourselves out there. We we are. We are. We can't all put it on the men, honey. Uh, and I blame them most of the time. But, really? Um, yes, I do. Because I step up. Listen, I'm not a wallflower. Right, um, that's true. That's true. So, you know, when I'm going through... So, for oh, last night I was on an app. And a guy, you know, we had just a little flirty little thing. And then he was like... And I think we just started messaging yesterday. And then he's like, oh do you want to meet up tonight? And I was like, uh, no, I was like, first I would prefer to talk a little bit first. Um, and also I was not in New York. Uh, so I was like, I'm not going to be in New York until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, he was like, you know, every, before it was like minute, minute, we're just going texting back. As soon as I said that, nothing two o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's okay. We can do it. So I'm like, uh, I feel like you were just fishing for whoever could come out tonight and bro, that's not me. So I just, you know, blocked him. Um, so it's like, don't play these games. Mm-hmm. Don't play these games. I, I just like, really? So it's hard, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's hard. hard. It, it's filtering through so much bullshit. And then it becomes, you know, and then sometimes you read people's profiles, they're all like, don't message me if you were just not, and don't, they have all these yeah, things I, in there. If, let me put it out there. If your profile comes off negative. Yeah. Delete. Swipe totally left. not interesting. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Keep same it positive thing. and light. Exactly. Yeah, when people are saying, I'm like, this is... I don't want this. I don't want a gold digger. I don't want... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Like, chip on your shoulder. Horrible first impression. Yeah. Uh, left. You know, swipe left. So, you know, I wonder what Martin Luther King would think of this conversation. Look where the role has gone. Well, I think he would be proud. Because if our biggest issue is finding love... Mm-hmm. Right? 
Like we're not trying to sit at the counter. We're not trying to use the water fountain or the bathroom, but we're just trying to find a little love. And then we've come a long way. I know Trump wants to take us back. I think we, he already is. But we have made some progress if this is our issue. I mean, okay. This is our issue for the podcast today. Um, please, I have, I think I have conversation. I want to talk about women and the different, uh, the disparities in pay. Mm. And if you do it by race, mm. okay, girl, that's a whole other conversation that nobody talks about. Okay. <laughs> um, different things that so, but you know, you're right. It's, it's not that it's not how it was, you know, it's, you know, we're not knock on wood worrying about people burning crosses right, and, right. um, you know, we're able to be, I took the train employed. here and I didn't have this in the back. That's, progress. That is progress. That's, you know, so we've, we've, um, we've come a long way. Yeah. We're, we're in a scary time though. The time we're in does remind me of being a kid learning about civil well, rights. No, no. It's a wake up call. It's a wake up call for, whom? for all of us to get us out of our, to wake up. You know, these, these rights were fought for. We gotta, we still gotta fight for them, but they're taking them away <laughs> yeah. or they're trying. Yeah. But we've been in a coma. Have we? Yes, we have. We're, oh. we're in a social media coma, and now we're going to wake up. I think people. I think there've been people have been woke for a long time. So I don't know if we've been in a coma. I, I think we've been in a place of tolerance. Like people are like, okay, we're PC. We're going to tolerate X, Y, and Z. Yeah, um, but it was all a facade. It was a facade. It was. It was, but then what do you do with this? You know, you know what the you know what the hard part is. I think you know, I was born in the eighties, right? This all that civil rights stuff is like before you read about it in school, and you're like, wow, like that's so long ago, I can't believe it. Blah, if blah, you're blah. lucky enough to read about it in school, if you're right. Well, right. at the time I did. Now right. I don't know what they're doing because I read I read something where they said that some elementary school in in Texas had changed it so that yeah they were like they were not slaves they were volunteer like, workers yeah, yeah. I was like, who the hell yeah. came up with this yeah. and who approved this right so things are changing but when we grew up we did learn that right so it, it seemed like oh, it was a distant past you know that was a different time but you know and I think it's different when people have like grown up in Jim Crow and you heard about it and you saw the progression like my parents are going to have a very different perspective right um, and I listen. And then for another episode, listen, I grew up in a town when I was little that was predominantly white and in New Jersey. And trust me, I have stories, okay, that are similar to damn, you know, 60s, okay? <laughs> However, I, you know, to talk about shithole countries and why people from Norway are coming to America and building a wall and, you know, oh, who else is on? Someone's like, you know, it's not black people aren't the majority on welfare. And the president's yeah, like, who right. else? Like, well, who is it? <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, bro, who? It's like a, it's like a time warp or like a, like a, a mind fuck. Like, we're, we're living in completely different worlds, right? I think before, you know, back in the day was one channel and there was one rhetoric to that. So you can actually live in different worlds that like, I like, you know, liberal things and, that, and I'm in this world. And yeah. then now this influx of all this like Yeah, but we were stuff. in a bubble. 
We're in our New York yes, City. You're right. Totally in a bubble. Although I did predict that he would win. Okay. I predicted he would win and the janitor of my job knows it. Okay. Cause he came up to me after he's like, you're the only one I was like, and my aunt said, I was like, yes, I told you he would win. But, um, because I actually know quite a few Trump supporters. Right. So I'm like, if you guys who I think are reasonable people in your, in the tri-state area are like yeah. avid Trump supporters, then God knows what's going to happen in the rest of the, the you know, the country. Look, Trump keeps it real. To whom? To everybody. He, I think he's he is like suffering a little bit from dementia. Yeah, but, Alzheimer's. but he's saying what everybody else is probably thinking. And I think when you get the truth out there, that's when you can solve it. That's not even the truth. It's sick. It's, 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 it's sick. But I think I think it gave like instead of MLK just being another holiday that we got off, it really gave it some relevance. Like it's, it's a wake up call. Martin Luther King will be disgusted. He would be disgusted. Yeah, and he would for do something. How many years later? And he would for do this? something. But okay, the stuff that he did doesn't work now. Okay, so you know it's also a different time. Yeah, but I think work but we're having a conversation. I felt we've like, been having conversations, but I felt like past MLKs is like, oh, okay, you get like a discount at like some sofa store. It's okay, not, fair. Yeah, fair. But now it's like this is why MLK did matters. what he had to do. Yeah, this is yeah. why it matters. Yeah, you know, it's... I mean, come on, like, the, the earthquake that happened in Haiti mm-hmm. X amount of years ago mm-hmm. was the day after Trump said his crazy shithole comment. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens for a reason. It's a wake-up call. But so what do we do? What do we do? Well... I don't... We, he's, they're clearly not going to impeach him. No, but I, I think we just need to look at the hypocrisy in ourselves. Girl, I need real action. I need something real. Like, this is not, you know, this is some old Ayanna Fix My Life bullshit. I want some real shit, okay? I don't want to be on own saying some deep rock show for shit. I want something real. What do we, what do we want to do? Like, that's, what do we that's, want to do? You know what? We're going to figure that out. Okay, that's the next show. That's episode. Maybe we can tie that in mm-hmm. with our volunteer true. project. You know? True, 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 yeah. true, true, true. So I think, you know, I told you I want to end on a positive note. Right. That was a little shaky. That was a little yeah. shaky. That was a little <laughs> shaky. Let's keep it 100. So um, I think let's, you know, say what you're thankful for on this MLK yes. day. Yes, yes. So what did go. MLK do for you? MLK made it possible for my parents to come to America and make a good life. Uh, made it possible for me to have an education, uh, to live in the neighborhood I did growing up for me to, you know, have the career I have, you know, obviously he opened so many doors. Like we, where would we be right now? Like we couldn't even be in this, you know, apartment, anything like if we were separated and well, you know, well, I think, well, okay. The weird things that New York wasn't, Okay, but still, nah, New York's pretty racist. Okay, New York just is have pockets technically segregated, yeah. but not legally. It's still right. the most segregated city. Right. Um, it's just not you know Jim Crow like red line. Right. Right. Um, so true. All right. So there. So yeah, MLK made it possible that I could get a mortgage. You know, a mortgage, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be in a particular neighborhood and right. stuff like that. So you know, I'm thankful for that. And I, you know, MLK also made it. I think he gave, and people are not going to agree with me on this, but I think he showcased a lot of, and Barack Obama mm. showcased a lot of dignity, like dignified, grace, yeah, graceful black yeah. folk, like you know, not 
you know, step and fetch it, not mm-hmm, Sambo, mm-hmm, not any mm-hmm, cooning mm-hmm. that that still happens till today. Me okay. Knows. You know, just, you know, everything, yeah. love and hip hop, housewives, yeah. everything. Right. Yeah, that's true. They show, you know, they showed grace, you know, that black people are real. We're human beings, yeah. regular people like everybody else. Yeah. You know, they, they're real, they're probably a little angelic to be honest, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's what I love. You know, I'm going to thank Barack Obama. Okay, Obama's because I love them so much. And we miss so, you. I love you so much. And I'm so glad that I was, you know, he also made it possible that we could have Barack Obama to have been right, our president. Right, right. So I'm so thankful to him and his wife and for him to be a good man not having any scandals yeah. and like, you know, taking care of his daughters and loving his wife and right. being like a great representation. Like if I wanted to have a relationship, like, you know, like a, a guy who Something I wanted to aspire to is him. Like, where's my Obama? I've said that before. Where's my Obama? Okay. Maybe we need to go to Nigeria. Why? <laughs> is that Nigeria? Who is a bottle of prince to get a scammer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, that was my thing. What about you? Um, I would say MLK. Because I'm from the Deep South. Yes. And proud of it. And yes. proud of my roots. Yeah. So I would say he gave me a chance to get a good education that opened up doors that I would never imagine would mm-hmm. open up for a girl from a small town in Alabama. Right. So I really appreciate that. Right. So bless up. <laughs> bless up. <laughs> Let's pour a little bit out for Dr. Martin the King Jr. Yay! <laughs> and on that note, this has been our first episode of Gab with Gwen. Still living single. Okay? But we're keeping hope alive. Yes, keeping hope alive, girl. And till the next time. Maybe in January, next year, we'll say, I'm getting married. I'm engaged, girl. <laughs> My gosh. Okay, uh, this is Gwen, and this is Slim. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.